Good morning. This is Tommy Ray, and we are in episode 42 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. My guess is that most of you have never been to water court. I have only been one time. I was simply an observer. It was part of the Thornton transfer of water from the farms they had purchased under the water supply and storage company ditches. I sat and listened as Margaret Carpenter, then Mayor of Thornton, told the court that Thornton had selected water supply and storage because of its high-quality water. I also heard her say that over the years, Thornton's water quality from its shallow wells along the Platte, just downstream of Denver, had deteriorated, and it appeared it would continue to deteriorate. It was just like a courtroom you've seen in hundreds of TV shows. There was no jury, but otherwise it looked like what we all think of as a court. This was on the third floor of the beautiful old courthouse in downtown Greeley. I had hoped to sit in on another water court proceeding to be able to add more color to this episode, but that will have to wait. We've waited long enough to talk about water court. I have to give credit on my research. About half the information in this episode is from state publications, and the rest is from A Citizen's Guide to Colorado Water Law by Water Education Colorado. I encourage you to read that document for more detailed information. Colorado uses a court system for adjudication of water rights. Other states use an administrative agency permit system. That means if you want to establish a water right, you file an application with a state agency, usually the state engineer or the division of water resources within that state. Different states have different procedures. For example, in Wyoming, you apply for a permit, do all the things you said you were going to do, and then a board of control reviews all the information and any objections. If approved, a certificate is issued, which is recorded both in the county of use and in the state engineer's office. It is then tabulated with others, and this is proof of a water right in Wyoming. In Utah, water rights are obtained by application and permit from the state engineer. This permitting process and the right to appropriate water, either surface or ground, is governed by statute, administrative rule, and policy. In New Mexico, anyone wanting to use water must have a permit from the state engineer that can be obtained by contacting one of seven district offices. These are all part of the state engineer's office, not a court system. After reviewing the application and hearing from both the proponents and opponents, that state agency will issue a permit, in effect, a water right. In Colorado, actual application of water to a beneficial use creates a water right to surface water and tributary groundwater. Until the water has been put to beneficial use, there is no water right. In Colorado, you have to obtain a court decree to show proof 
of a water right or change of a water right. Obtaining a court decree can be a complex process. This means that you're going to have to get advice from attorneys and professional water engineers. Applicants are well advised to seek both legal and water engineering advice, particularly in cases that involve a change of water right or an augmentation plan. In our state, water courts have jurisdiction over all water right applications. This includes surface water, tributary groundwater, non-tributary groundwater, Denver Basin groundwater outside of designated groundwater basins, and geothermal groundwater. Water courts also review cases of reasonable diligence for conditional water rights, changes of water rights, exchanges and augmentation plans, and appeals from certain state engineer or division engineer actions, such as enforcement orders and approvals of temporary changes of water rights and substitute water supply plans. A water court decree confirms a water right, but does not create it. Why and when were water courts set up by the legislature? Just a little history. In 1879, Colorado passed a law that assigned the duty of setting water right priority dates and amounts to district courts. Because courts were now involved in keeping records, water rights and water disputes were filed with the court system. It seemed to be spread out all over the state and complicated. So in 1969, the Colorado General Assembly passed the Water Right Determination and Administration Act of 1969. This law created seven water divisions based on the drainage patterns of Colorado's rivers. This made access to the water record system correspond with the geography of water drainages. Each water division is staffed with a division engineer appointed by the state engineer. And of course, each has its own water court, as just discussed. There are special district courts, called water courts, set up to handle water matters. The water courts for each division and the drainages over which they preside are as follows. Greeley presides over cases in the South Platte, Republican, and Laramie River Basins. Pueblo serves the Arkansas River Basin. Alamosa, the Rio Grande Basin. Montrose serves the Gunnison, Little Dolores, portions of the Dolores River, and San Miguel River Basins. Glenwood Springs serves the Colorado River Basin, except the Gunnison River Basin. Steamboat Springs for the Yampa, White, Green, and North Platte River Basins. And finally, Durango for the San Juan River Basin and portions of the Dolores Rivers. So, who composes a water court and what do they do? Four people are part of the water court. First is the water judge. 
Water judges are district court judges appointed by the Colorado Supreme Court. They have the authority to confirm water rights and determine all other water matters within their water division. Water judges need to sign a water referee's ruling to make it a decree of the court. When cases are re-referred to the water judge or there is a protest of a water referee's ruling, the case will be set for trial to the water judge. So the second person is the water referee. The water judge typically refers applications to a water referee. The water referee then has the authority to investigate each application, make rulings, and issue referee rulings for consideration by the water judge. Many cases reach resolution while they are before the water referee. The water referee provides an impartial forum for the parties to work together to achieve a successful outcome. To advance resolution, the water referee may hold telephone status conferences throughout the process to keep the parties on track. The water referee investigates each application to determine whether the statements in the application and statements of oppositions are true. Sometimes site visits are appropriate and arranged by the water referee. The water referee also consults with the division engineer regarding applications filed with the court. One of the responsibilities of the water referee is to determine whether a referred case that is opposed by some other party can likely be resolved to the satisfaction of the parties within an 18-month period. If so, the referee will retain authority over the case. If not, the matter may be re-referred to the water judge. A case that is re-referred to the water judge is said to be on a trial track. The third person at water court is the water clerk. The water clerk receives numbers and maintains applications, statements of opposition, and all other documents filed in water cases. All filings must be made with the water clerk using the court-approved e-filing system. Because only attorneys may access this system, self-represented parties filing applications, statements of opposition, or other documents must file one paper copy of each document with the water clerk. And finally, there is a division engineer. The Colorado Division of Water Resources reviews applications for water rights. The division engineers are the chief division of water resources official for each water division. After consultation with the water referee, the division engineers submits a, quote, summary of consultation or consultation report to the water court with recommendation. This report discusses any issues, problems, or questions about the application. 
If the state or division engineer becomes a party to the case, the summary of consultation process is suspended. And why does it take so long? If things cannot be settled at the water referee level, then time has to be found to get on the judge's schedule or docket. If a three-week trial or a two-month trial is anticipated, the judge may have to schedule out two to three or four years to find that kind of time on his schedule or on his docket. During that period, you can only wait your turn. Technically, all water in Colorado is a resource owned by the public. Frankly, I have a hard time with that concept. I cannot use water without a water right. However, we go with what the state has proclaimed. So how do you obtain a water right or decree? In Colorado's early days, a new water user could appropriate water by simply going out to the stream and digging a diversion ditch. Those days are long over. Modern water projects involve a complex process of planning, permitting, engineering, and financing. To allow time for these efforts while also holding a date in the priority system, water users apply for conditional water right decrees to unappropriated water, if any remains available. To obtain a conditional water right decree, the applicant must show there is unappropriated water available for appropriation, taking into account the historical exercise of already decreed water rights. The Arkansas, Gunnison, Rio Grande, and South Platte basins and significant portions of the Colorado, Yampa, and San Juan basins are generally over-appropriated. Within those watersheds, there may still be some water available for appropriation during a small part of the year or only in some wet years with high runoff. In over-appropriated areas, a junior water right user must seek a decree to approve out-of-priority versions using an augmentation plan. We talked a little about augmentation, and we'll discuss that in more detail in a future episode. An augmentation plan will allow a junior water right holder to use water if he successfully replaces out-of-priority diversions with a water source from a different location. To obtain a decree for a water right, a water user must generally follow these steps. One, the water user must A, intend to make a beneficial use of the water, B, determine this intent openly, for example, by conducting field surveys, posting notice at a diversion point, or filing a water right or well permit application, and C, file a completed application with the regional water court clerk on the proper form with the information required. The second step is that the water clerk publishes the application through the water court 
monthly water resume and by legal notice in local newspapers. Thirdly, there is a statutory two-month period in which other interested persons may file statements of opposition. Four, the Colorado Division of Water Resources Engineers at the local division engineer's office and state engineer's office review the application during this two-month period to determine whether the office will file a statement of opposition. Five, the staff from the division engineer's office, generally the local water commissioners, perform field investigations to assess the claims in the application. Six, the water court referee and the division engineer consult on the application, and then the division engineer submits a written report to the water court with recommendations. Seven, the water court referee must require the user to file a response to the written report with the regional water court. Eight, the water court referee further investigates the application and issues a ruling when there is no objection to the application. Nine, if there is an opposition to the application, the water court referee conducts status conferences to establish a case management plan and deadlines for all parties to work together to resolve contested issues. 10. Once all issues have been resolved, the water court referee enters a ruling. 11. Once the water court referee enters their ruling, if no one protests the ruling, the referee's ruling goes before the water court judge to sign in the form of a decreed water right. 12. If there's a protest to the referee's ruling, the case goes before the water court judge for trial and a decision and decree unless the party can reach agreement. In that instance, the water court may enter an agreed-upon decree. And most importantly, 13. The applicant bears the burden of proof in all applications. For example, for conditional water right, the applicant must show there is unappropriated water available for appropriation. Or, for a change of water right, the applicant must show the historical, beneficial, consumptive use of the water right available to be changed. And a final example, for an augmentation plan, the applicant must show there is sufficient replacement water to prevent injury to senior water rights. In all cases, the applicant must show that the proposed water use, if decreed, will not injure other water rights. Water court decrees set the priority date for water rights based on the year in which the application is filed, and within that year, the date when the water appropriation was initiated. Appeal of any water court decision goes directly to the Colorado Supreme Court. Okay, there's a lot to know about water court. I have more to say, but we'll wait until the next episode. Just to whet your appetite, know that Colorado is the only place in the country that an individual can condemn land. And that condemnation 
can be used to access or move water. We'll talk about that next time. Until then, let's go to our favorite mountain stream. See you next time.